It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Mom Biz Solutions Show. I'm your host, Laura Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach and co-author of Mom's Mean Business, which was, by the way, just nominated for a 2015 Small Business Books Award. I'm so excited to be nominated. Maybe we'll win. Yay! Um, anyway, today, guys, I'm going to share with you, uh, you know, something that's both close to my heart personally, because it's been happening with me, and um, and, you know, it's been showing up in the lives of my friends and my family and not so much my clients this week. This is more of kind of a personal one. And I've just been, I've had some tough stuff that I've been going through where I need to make some changes. And anytime we notice that things are tough or hard, it's an opportunity for us to be open to change. And whether or not we change, that's just another choice we get to make. But when you are, like if you do make the choice that you, you know, if you identify something that is a cycle or a pattern or a habit or just a way of being that doesn't serve you anymore and you decide you want to make a change, that's all great and good. And I personally, as a coach, you know, I I know I set my goals, I make a plan, I have a strategy that motivates my plan, that informs my plan. And, you know, I set out with these good intentions. And then the question becomes whether or not I will actually get out of my own way (laughs) or let myself get stuck or let myself ignore or avoid or whatever, give up on some of the goals that I've made for making the change that I want to make. And so I just thought I would share this with you today because... What we're talking about here, guys, as I say in the title of the show, is, is called self-sabotage. And when I was talking with one of my really close friends, who's also a coach, and we do trade a lot of coaching back and forth with each other, she was asking me what my plans were for some changes that I wanted to make. And I said, well, I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this. She said, okay, awesome. Those all sound like really smart plans. She said, now I need you to be really honest with me and tell me what sort of things will cause you to sabotage your best plans. And I said, well, you know, I run out of energy. I'm, you know, I realize I'm running kind of low right now. I've just gotten back from vacation, just getting back into routine. I, you know, I'm tired. I'm not feeling 100% great. And running out of energy is honest, but also can be a little bit of a way that I hide out because I know that if I'm really committed to something, I'll do it. And so I might need you to check in on me if I tell you that I'm tired or I don't have the energy 
I might need you to remind me that, um, you know, that I might be sabotaging my best efforts to, to do what I say I really want to do. And that, my friends, is the example of, <laughs> of how you get over self-sabotage is by identifying, you know, for yourself what might uh, take you off course, what might knock you out from, you know, achieving your goals and being, you know, sharing that with someone really honestly and very vulnerably and, you know, letting them know that you, you're telling on yourself that you really might do this and you don't want to, you don't want to, but sometimes we do. So that's my real theoretical part of the chat today. Um, I just want to give you some examples of how this shows up. Okay. So for instance, um, you know, here we are right at the end of February and so many of my friends, um, you know, I see on Facebook, you know, which is uh, just like the, the chat room for all of us is like how we keep up with each other these days, right? I see so many of my friends and colleagues and just, you know, people I know all over have decided to try a different style of eating, whether it is a 30-day detox or a cleanse or a uh, new healthy eating paleo lifestyle or gluten-free or whatever it is. You see all this stuff go by all the time. And some of them, like they're just, wow, they're amazing. They look great. And, you know, some are pretty rigid. And I got to tell you, I have, you know, some friends who say that, you know, they'll start one of these things. And by signing up, they may just, you know, decide they're going to do it themselves and start following along and download a bunch of recipes and go to the grocery store and buy a few things and maybe start making a few things. Um, other people may pay money to be a part of a program. And this is sometimes paying money is a little bit stronger than just, you know, reading about something on the web or on Pinterest and deciding it sounds like a good idea and pursuing it on your own. Sometimes having to spend money is a way to help you avoid self-sabotage because you kind of convince yourself, well, if you spent the money, you better do it, right? So sometimes that helps. But even then, I have friends who've paid money for programs, you know, like a 30-day detox or something, and they get, oh, I don't know, maybe 9, 10, 12, 15 days into it, and then they can't keep going, right? And, you know, there, there are just so many reasons for it. And I thought I would just give that as an example. There are so many. I know a lot of you, um, some of my clients that I'm working with, um, you guys are setting your business goals. We've been tweaking your business plans and you are setting these fantastic goals. And yet, you know, we set some at the end of the year for, you know, for you to reach by your first quarter at the end of March. And I know you're not on track yet. And so what is going on there, right? So you can have goals all over the place, whether it's, you know, looking a certain way, being a weight that you want to, you know, weigh, being, uh, eating a healthy lifestyle, getting more sleep, having a better connection with your family, having more quality time, uh, meeting deadlines with your clients, turning around better work, getting to some big goals for your business, some things you've been dying to work on, but never getting a chance to do it. You know, I know, I know we all have goals for things you want to do, and we all have methods of self-sabotage to one degree or another. So I just wanted to, first of all, take, give you a minute to, to identify why the self-sabotage happens, okay? And some of these may ring true for you, 
And some of them may have nothing to do with you. This may not be your thing, but chances are some of them will resonate and you may feel a little bit better if you can identify why you're doing it. It may give you a bit more power over doing it. Okay. So one of the first things that I think my clients do and I do, and a lot of people just tend to do, we're, we're not always the best goal setters. Sometimes we will set a goal and, or, or make a plan, you know, that we want to do, but we make the rules too rigid. Now, listen, I'm a coach. I am all about getting results, but I can tell you, if you put me, if, if I want to eat better and I decided I was going to go, you know, gluten-free or paleo, I can tell you right now I would fail <laughs> because the rigidity of a rule that says I can't have any bread or anything, um, you know, like wine with dinner, like all these different things that wipe out sugar that is so tough for so many people. And I get it. They get great results. It's not going to work for me. It's too rigid. I need to be able to have some bread or pasta or grains. I need to be able to have some wine. I'm not an all or nothing girl. So I want you to look in your life and see if you're setting a goal that's just a little bit too rigid. And if you pick something that was a little bit less rigid, would you be able to be more successive, more successful? Because the thing about these rules, guys, sometimes they're just disempowering. Sometimes we we fail, right? We, whoops, I ate, you know, some, I just ate a little bit of pasta last night and I feel horrible, right? Like I feel so bad because I said I wasn't going to do it and then I did it. And then we give up, right? So sometimes these rules can really disempower us and cause us to give up. Whereas if we relax them a little bit, we might be able to eat a much healthier diet than we are now, but allowing ourselves to have a little bit more wiggle room there on something that we know is, is a tough all or nothing for us. I have friends who give up sugar all the time, like all together, no sugar or no processed foods of any kind ever. And, you know, it, more power to them. That really works. Some people really work with that. And some people will not only get disempowered, but... <laughs> like me, they might rebel. I am rebellious. When rules get too strict for me, I rebel. Even if I'm the person setting the rules, guys, it's really crazy little mind game. So I have to be very careful and check in with myself that I set rules that really empower me and that aren't so rigid that I will absolutely rebel against them. Okay. You know, another thing that might be helpful for you is if you can identify any negative self-talk associated with the rules. If you, you know, you got to love yourself first, okay? You have to love yourself first. In fact, you do love yourself enough to set some goals for yourself, all right? That, that is a demonstration of self-love. That is an intention of self-love. You want to improve yourself because you love yourself. And yet, if you fall off the wagon and you stay up really late because you just, you know, maybe you've been trying to get to bed earlier and get more sleep because you've been really stressed out. But one night you just really enjoyed, you know, whatever show it was that was on. And you stayed up until one in the morning because you just couldn't help yourself. And then the negative self-talk comes in and you berate yourself and you you just scold yourself. How could you do that? Don't you know better? You, you, you know, you lazy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? I hope you don't talk to yourself like that, guys. I mean, 
it, think about it. Would you speak to your kids like that? Listen to that voice in your head. If that voice is a bully and it's trying to strong arm you and it's trying to, you know, motivate you by fear and meanness, does it work? Like, would you try that with your children? You know, to get the results you want, to meet the goals that you set for yourself, you know, as a parent, I bet that positive reinforcement is a much stronger motivator, motivator than that fear and negative stuff. And nobody feels good when they're getting beaten up. Okay. So if you have a lot of negative self-talk that happens every single time you fail or fall short of some of the goals that you set for yourself, you're kind of doing a, a terrible one-two punch and you need to stop it right now. Okay. That is not beating yourself up and being a bully to yourself over your own goals. <laughs> Sounds silly when I say it like that, right? But guys, that's what so many of us do. That is not going to motivate you to reach your goals. So, you know, take a look at it. Are the goals you're setting realistic? Are they too rigid? Are they really important to you? And by the way, sometimes, and this is something Aaron and I talk about in our book all the time, sometimes you have to give yourself permission to really set goals that you want, that make you happy and feel successful. Not that you see everybody else doing, but something that's really important and impactful for you. If you're not doing that, if you're setting goals for some other reason, like because, you know, everybody else is doing it or because someone else wants you to do something a certain way, that might be another great reason why you're self-sabotaging. Okay? So I want you to look at these things because I want you to be successful. I want you to feel powerful. I want you to feel awesome. I want you to achieve the best you and understand that you have to love yourself first and you have to be gentle with yourself because self-sabotage is something that will sneak up and creep up on us. And there may be times in your life where it's just not the best time for you to take on some big change. There may be some other powerful need happening that you actually need to attend to first. Health is a big one, guys. <laughs> Not enough sleep, stress. Those sorts of things can be getting in the way of you achieving some business goals or some other healthy lifestyle goals that you have. So just check in with yourself and see if there's a reason that you're continually sabotaging it. Maybe there's a stronger need or desire that must be answered first. Or does it have to do with a rule being a little too rigid or with you feeling the need to rebel against it? Okay. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope this helps you settle into a pattern of setting great goals and not sabotaging the heck out of yourself. <laughs> if you need help, you know where to find me. Till next time, I'm Laura Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach. Take care.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.